0: Welcome to our Weekly Tech Review, where we explore the latest trends, news, and updates from the world of technology. This podcast is the perfect source for staying up to date with what is important to know right now. With me today, I have Chris, I have Vincent, and of course, myself. Hi, I am Tarek. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy, and Update. You can watch all episodes on YouTube or listen to us on all major podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts while you work out, drive, or maybe even travel through space. And now let's jump into the news, and today we are going to start with me. Vast says it will launch its first space station in 2025 on a Falcon 9, and I'm really excited. To read those kind of headlines, because in the past we talked about how the ISS is going to be retired because uh, the... International Space Community says the low orbit missions is, are going to be handed over to the private space industry, and uh, the big players are going to concentrate on colonizing Moon and Mars. And now, if we if I read something like "Hey, 2025, it's going to start," this is pretty cool. Uh, and this is about uh, the California space uh, California based space station company Vast, who have announced their plans to launch a commercial space station named haven 1 as early as august 2025 and the company is looking to provide habitation for commercial astronauts in low earth orbit and they aim to launch the station on board a falcon x uh, no a x falcon 9 rocket vast was founded in 2021 by jet mccaleb an early pioneer in blockchain technology to develop the world's first space station with artificial gravity McCaleb has invested over $300 million in VAST and Forbes estimates that their net worth is already uh, $2.4 billion US dollars. The four-person crew will travel to Haven 1 space station on board SpaceX's Crew Dragon vehicle. And VAST has also signed up uh, several important technical advisors who had long careers at SpaceX, including Hans Königsmann and Will Helsley and Yang Li. The Dragon spacecraft will remain powered on the entire time it is attached to Haven 1, providing consumables such as air and water and other services needed to keep the, <laughs> the humans on board alive. And by leaning so hard on SpaceX and their experience developing these life support systems for Dragon, VAST will attempt to develop a space station on a quicker timeline. And this is, from my perspective, so impressive because, to be honest, I have never heard of Vest before. <laughs> And uh, so it is always such an uh, it's a surprise to read about, oh, there is someone uh, launching a new space station in two years from now. And this is going to be, yeah, the next generation of low Earth orbit habitation. Uh, have you heard of VAST or this mission before?
1: Not in my life. <laughs> I'm very surprised <laughs> always- that the... <laughs> i'm very surprised that the timeline is 2025 i mean that's I know so close for something sub so substantial if this would be I a know. company saying yeah we're going to do our first orbit and then uh, come back to uh, earth okay i would probably right. think yes with the right materials with the right technicians okay but what i wonder about the most honestly here is not this i think this was all predictable i think in the end we will just see even more commercial space travel um we discussed i think a few weeks about it a a few weeks ago about it we discussed is this going to be cargo is this going to be really traveling what is going to be we'll see what i think is the um, to me is a bit alarming that they rely on SpaceX so heavily. And we now saw that over and over and over again, because this very much fits to me like the, the the development of a monopole, just because I think this barrier of going to space is so difficult, so hard, so high, and so expensive, and so dangerous, that it is very hard for small players to try and success be successful. Um, and therefore i think this is very it's a very good fruitful foundation for the uh, development of a monopole and every time i hear something like that with spacex i think yes it's nice that spacex is such a um, way cheaper private effective uh, company for these kind of travels but at the same time i think there must be more competition Uh, to make sure that we not in the end have the same situation as with NASA, when NASA, when SpaceX was founded because of the reason of this monopole.
2: Yeah, uh, Yeah. totally. Yeah. But go go ahead. What I think is very interesting in that um, realm actually is that it's, only private companies, right? I mean, vast, as you say, we've never heard that before, at least I haven't. Then, uh, two or three weeks ago, we had um, this other company, iSpace, I think it was called, yes. with the uh, Hakuto or yes. Haruto R Lander <laughs> on, on moon, on, on the lunar mission. I mean, this yeah. is also something, so I've n- never had heard about that before, and suddenly uh, a private Japanese company is. is um, Flying to the moon and, yeah, in this case, not landing, but <laughs> at <laughs> least uh, so it was more like a crash landing, apparently. But nonetheless, I mean, all of this is, is, is the private sector and, of course, um, SpaceX also. So this is really amazing. So, where is NASA and, and all the rest of the um, states' organizations? And again, also here we have um, that, no. Let me put it another way, into into other words. So I remember that many, many years ago, I once read an article or something um, where it was stated that in the middle run, in the long run, in the future, there will be power taken away from the states, institutions, from the governments and being transferred to private organizations. And I mean, if you think about it, this is really what we see at the moment, right? We have... Um, like companies like we had that last week, like with Google and Amazon and stuff. Um, so they are really, and Microsoft, of course, they're becoming really um, the leading companies, in the race runners in, for instance, the AI development, and um, they are far ahead of any um, state organization. Then we have the same here with uh, with uh, the space, the the, the the run or the race to space. Um, so we have, as I said, uh, the the iSpace, we have Vast, we have um, SpaceX, all from the private sector. It's really interesting how that shift actually apparently somehow is going on at the moment.
0: Yeah, even though I wouldn't say that uh, we lose track on what is happening with NASA, they are just concentrating on other projects. And if we take a look at what is happening with the Artemis mission, for example, they are planning to build a a habitat on Moon and on Mars. And so I, I think they simply focus right now not on the small things like shooting satellites into orbit. This is something that they grew out of and they handed over to the private industry. And I think... Even though right now we see SpaceX as the one big player controlling everything, I think it is an open market, and they are just the the best ones right now. And I could imagine that in the in the near future, other players will start up to become as important as they are and build like uh, either collaborating or um, or com- competing offers. Yeah, and and um, what I really like is that. These space companies are kind of uh, collaborating and working together. Um, when we talked about iSpace, I think they had support from NASA. If no, from Google, wasn't it Google? Someone supported them, so they there is like the support network. And I, it would be sad to see if SpaceX said something like, "No, we want to have the." Um, the monopoly in low earth orbit and so we are blocking any attempts of other players going there, instead they are collaborating with companies like Vest and say okay we give you the carrier rocket to send out your technology in space, probably combined with some other um, uh, contracts working together in, in this, yeah.
1: Yeah I think that NASA and SpaceX are just very hard to compare I think when you then take for example Boeing into account mm-hmm. that makes the whole thing even more difficult because I think there are so different stages the yeah. the, the 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 launches that NASA does they are just not financially Attractive uh, when you have to shoot something in lower orbit, say a satellite, because the the rockets they build, as far as I understand the strategy of NASA right now, Tarek, you already mentioned, they are Artemis rockets to for a long distance um, mm. flight to carry huge cargos um, and less what SpaceX is doing right now. And I mean now with um, Starship this they might also have they might have added a a larger and therefore a competitor to nasa's artemis i think it's the largest rocket that was ever built larger than such on five um no matter what um, what i wanted to say is the comp- comparing these two and then again to boeing which is still on the ground um I think that is just very hard to do because they are so. I mean, maybe take NASA during Gemini and Apollo, and I think you have a very similar comparison to what SpaceX is right now.
2: Right. I'm not too deep right. into, into these NASA uh, missions and developments. So, so, what is their next big thing then? From NASA, uh,
0: Artemis 2, which is going to be the test flight of astronauts like. Then for the first time, people on board of the Artemis, uh, of the Orion spaceship flying to the moon and around the moon and back to Earth to see um, that this is going to work. Before then, in Artemis 3, they are going to land the first astronauts on the moon um, and start establishing a base there.
1: Going to so it's kind of a big thing. <laughs> and Artemis 2 is going to launch, I think, in two years from now, Tarek, am I wrong? I think that's the current plan, yeah, but I'm not sure if yeah. this has been updated. And then, yeah, and then one year later they will launch uh, Artemis three. So a longer wait until Artemis two, and from there the learnings are complete, which I always find very fascinating when you think about that. I mean. from a technical point of view and from a physical point of view um, landing on the moon might not be such a big thing I mean Apollo did the same thing they had X missions to go to the moon to check all of the systems but testing the lander no ask
2: (laughs) iSpace Yeah, yeah, sky yes, space. So, yeah, it's it not that easy and now. This. I'm a little bit surprised that you say that 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 is the big, big uh, next big thing now, actually getting to the moon. I mean, didn't we have that like in the 60s? Or so?
1: so, if you would have yeah. said, yeah,
2: the next big thing is going to Mars or to Saturn or whatever. So, I mean, we heard we hear that from, from Tesla, for instance, again, from the private sector. And uh, if I get you right now from NASA, from the States organization, we hear that, okay, we're going back to the moon.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it is a bit unfair um, because the conditions are completely different. Uh, Apollo was meant to land, look around tops, I think, one week and go back and leave everything there. Um, Moon is just the, the intermediate part for Mars. Um, and this is the, 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 the plan everybody dedicated to. So because launching from moon is easier, much more efficient and uh, faster, as far as I understand, than from um, Earth when it comes to interstellar travel. Um, this is why now the, the main idea is not to just go to the moon and come back, but to go to the moon and build the gateway moon base from where rockets will be launched Who will return there will be uh, resupplied and fixed and then go back up again uh-huh. so, it, so, so I talk- think mm-hmm. it is just much more difficult
2: yeah so we're talking and, uh, about uh, um, not just a contemporary thing but um, a, a basis so to say on right. the moon um, for ongoing as you say interstellar traffic kind of thing right there will be
0: a permanent base and there will be a space station around the moon. There will be a, a shuttle system uh, which is uh, transporting stuff from the, from the uh, gateway down to the base. Yeah, and so it will be the, the intermediate stop on our way to Mars. Yeah, and of course, like a test, because everything that we are building on moon is then going to be built also on Mars. And so it makes sense to build this, to have this this uh, knowledge build up first um, with experiments on moon. Yeah. All right. So let's continue with...
1: And now this. this is my, my favorite topic. <laughs> yes. So... Um, Remember, in February, Microsoft launched Bing as, uh, I'm sorry, ChatGPT or GPT-4 as part of the Bing search. And we spoke about it a lot, uh, even um, in the last week's uh, presentation of Google. And um, what we there saw is that this is a very uh, a high, very much competed market. Um, now, uh, Microsoft Law for the first time published numbers and actually what we were able to see is that microsoft just uh, received round about one million more users than they had before the launch of bing this however uh these however are numbers while it was still a more or less closed beta so you had to sign up to get in now everybody can just go to bing.com and try it out um so therefore let's see what microsoft will report in a later quarter however we see that this didn't give the uplift that everybody was thinking of. However, now I have one thought directly related to that. I don't know what it needs to be an active user of a search engine. I don't think just one or two prompts is enough. I think it must be a recurring behavior pattern. Um, However, um, the uplift is not very much existing. It wasn't existing as much as we thought to. And And the reason for that is because the browser game and the search engine game are very much connected, number one. Number two, It is a very saturated business um, that is very, very, very. It is flooded with search engines, but very much dominated by Google. And that is happening through um pre-signed contracts for example when you get a new iphone google is the major search engine installed on there when you have firefox you have a search engine installed and it is google and um these kind of contracts they actually in the end decides decide about when a major uplift happens or not not necessarily uh yahoo actually signed a contract with firefox um, in i think the 2010s and still was more or less killed by google Um, however there were also other effects in place so this is not very much comparable microsoft right now looks in or looks at the this year expiring deal from um google and firefox um it looks like microsoft will do anything in their power to close this deal in order to gain significant market share. Um, But um, still Firefox compared to Chrome uh, is not a major player. Plus also um, the the browser game is a game where actually there's no need for a new browser uh, when you ask the user. Uh, As a last info, just very interesting, just to give a bit perspective on how much necessity or how important is this for Google? I mean, if you look at Chrome, Chrome is the major browser uh, next to Edge, um, still much bigger than Edge. And um, therefore, if they lose Firefox, well, is it actually that bad? Do they actually need Firefox? And the answer to that is something that Microsoft published, uh, uh, a Microsoft executive, the CFO of Microsoft, Amy Hood, um, mentioned in February, uh, Amy Hood said that every additional percentage of market share that Bing takes from Google will immediately translate to $2 billion of new revenue for Microsoft. Um, so the stakes, even though they are small, in the end, have, an significant, have a significant impact on Google's and Microsoft business.
0: Right. And um, from my personal experience, uh, I'm also experimenting right now with Bing search because for a long time I, I never used Bing. But right now it is the thing that everyone needs to be testing out. And also, uh, because I am now enter the Microsoft suite, um, the browser that you see right now where um, the article is loaded, this is Edge because I'm testing out how well Edge is actually performing. I open I open myself uh, to be convinced by Microsoft that their products are as good as the ones um, from Google. And maybe for now this will put the pressure actually um, to, on um, on Google to improve in a way that they did not have to before because in in the past with Google search and the Chrome browser, they had this monopoly, uh, not really the monopoly, but they they had the user support that they, they did not have to improve as hard as Microsoft had. And now they are uh, surpassed. And so now they have to to work harder than ever before to gain back the trust of the users to be the front runner in all of these technologies. And to be honest, um, in the past months, I had some problems with Chrome and memory uh, on my computer. And whenever I was looking for why my, my computer was getting slower and slower, it was because there were like, I don't know thirty processes uh, burning through memory and all controlled by Chrome. And I googled, and it seems that Microsoft Edge seems to be not that bad in memory management. And so, let's see.
1: <laughs> Are you testing on a Microsoft on a Windows no, uh, environment or on right a now, Macintosh environment?
0: No, right now, I'm completely on Mac, and so it is even Microsoft Edge on Mac. It works okay, okay for now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as, as we talk, yeah, as we talked about last time in the in the last uh, tech review where we uh, saw what was presented on Google I/O with all their innovations in terms of AI technologies, um, it might happen that they will come back very very soon, and so I think Microsoft has to fight very hard to. Get, uh, to keep all the users that they want right now on Bing search and on, let's say, edge technology um, before Google will come back and uh, reclaim they, their place as the market
1: leader on everything. <laughs> well, we see. I mean, um, last time you uh, spoke about Google I.O., uh, just as you just said, and um, Google I.O. I think is always a very nice a very nice overview of how actually Google products are integrated with one each other. He asked the question, are you testing on a Windows um, environment or a Mac environment? Uh, Because when you actually use a Windows environment and you have Bing as a major search engine and you you use use Internet Browser Edge, um, it's actually quite interesting because you very much or very easily... Uh, we'll, we'll see how well integrated actually Windows 11 and all of these products are. And when you then start to use OneDrive and you start to use the um, the 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 suite, Office suite, and all these kind of products, uh, very fast. Um, I think, my, at least for me, I very quickly got the feeling that Microsoft can be a real competitor. It wasn't because of the very major very heavily uh, monopolistic browser and the search engine but this now could be a tipping point because actually microsoft offers very similar products um just with a different major platform which is not the browser but the operating system
0: yeah yeah all right it stays uh very curious <laughs> let's see how, what is going to happen All right, I think that's it for today. Uh, Thank you so much for your articles and see you and hear you next week. Bye.